Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany and Melissa will be discussing the second book in Amanda Cabot's Mesquite Springs series titled Dreams Rekindled. Dorothy Clark dreams of writing something that will challenge people as much as Harriet Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom's Cabin seems to have. But in 1850s Mesquite Springs, there are few opportunities for writers. Until newspaper man Brandon Holloway arrives, that is. Brandon Holloway has seen firsthand the disastrous effects of challenging others. He has no intentions of repeating that mistake. Instead of following his dreams, he's committed to making a new and completely uncontroversial start in the Hill Country. As Dorothy's involvement in the fledgling newspaper grows from the convenient to the essential, her place in Brandon's heart does the same. But before romance can bloom, Dorothy and Brandon must work together to discover who's determined to divide the town and destroy Brandon's livelihood. So our hero is Brandon and our heroine is Dorothy. What are your thoughts on those two characters? I wasn't expecting this book to be about Dorothy, so I was... <gasps> really? Yeah. Okay. So at first, I was like, oh, okay. Who do you think it might be about? I thought it was going to be about Dorothy's best friend that we find out in the next book. You know how they kept talking about oh, her at the end of the book? Yes. The first book. Laura. So, Laura. Yeah. So I thought that was who it was going to be about. Really? Wow. The first book, I just really didn't see Dorothy settling down. But then in this book, when you first start reading about Brandon, then I realized, oh, this is going to be about Dorothy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because they're writers. Yeah, they're both writers. They're both passionate about that. I will say this, though, because of the first book, when I read the back of it, I was like, no, no, no. Dorothy's supposed to be with Caleb. (laughs) But then I got to thinking, she's not, she's never had a passion for the ranch. Or raising horses. She's always wanted, like Wyatt, to get away. away. Yeah. And she has a passion for writing, which showed up in the first book and helped with the sale that that Wyatt threw, Mm -hmm. the horse sale and all of that. And I thought it was really sweet that Brandon chose to come relocate to Mesquite Springs because of the article that Dorothy wrote. Of course, she didn't sign her name to it. She left it open so most people thought it was Wyatt who mm-hmm. wrote it because it accompanied his sale ad in the newspaper. I thought Brandon grew in his confidence mm-hmm. throughout the story. I just he just developed a little bit more at first. More of an outsider to me than yeah anything. And I guess I didn't have the back of the books to read, so that's where I was going. Oh okay. Yeah you just so, are diving in without seeing Yeah the, to read the back of the books. So. Yeah. That makes okay. a difference. But yeah, I liked Brandon. He seemed very on track for everything he Mm -hmm. was doing. Um, And I liked how he pulled Dorothy into it. And he didn't ever make her feel like she wasn't worthy of doing that. Right. I feel like. He valued her opinions. Yes, what she needed. and Mm -hmm. Because I think she was so hard on herself. As he was, they were both very hard on themselves. Yeah. Um, So they kind of, they balanced each other out very well. Mm Mm-hmm. And did you feel like in this story, compared to the first book, Dorothy had more of a quiet strength? I feel like in the first book, she was more boisterous. Yes. A little more headstrong, maybe. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. 
because she was more confident, but not like overconfident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like you said, quiet. It's just <laughs> quiet she was strength. Just like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do this. He'll probably edit everything I say, but right in that one article she did, but they were perfect, mm-hmm. and she knew they were perfect, but she just kind of wanted to see what right he said, and it surprised her. I think that he didn't edit anything, Mm-mm. and he. It was kind of weird. He just morphed her into the partnership. It just developed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She would say, did you think about naming it this, maybe? Your mm-hmm. newspaper this? And he took her suggestions and ran with it. And then it was, can you help me collect stories? You know, yeah. she just slowly became a partner. And it wasn't like because they had this intense attraction between each right. other right at first because they didn't. Mm-hmm. It was more developed through their writing. I feel like their relationship yeah happened and blossomed that way which mm-hmm. is probably what Dorothy needed she didn't need somebody to come sweep her off her feet right away right. I don't think she would have ever she agreed to anything yeah. like that like her friend so I would agree oh yeah Laura <laughs> oh my heavens we're gonna talk about Laura in a minute but let's talk about our villains first our villains were yes there was a lot so let's start with Phil Blakesley he was sneaky mm-hmm. he's a sneaky artist Yes. Seemed to be like, and Dorothy's always seemed to want to help him, Mm -hmm. but he just kind of used it to his advantage. And she never really realized he was behind all the The little, yeah, until the end. Yeah. I love his change. We'll talk about his change towards the end of our discussion. But I just thought he was, he was more like a pest. He never did anything real evil. I wouldn't say he was more that quiet, let me disturb things, let me turn people quietly towards yeah. laying, like putting out the lies so that people would turn against Brandon mm-hmm. and the pastor. Yes, that's why he, mm-hmm. he was the potster. Yes. Yeah. And no one knew it came from him. Yeah. He's because so he just, sneaky. Yeah. It's knocking into everyday conversations and this mm-hmm. and that and... You know, he knew who in the town had big mouths and how to spread his stuff around. Yeah. So yeah. He was, yeah, sneaky. Mm-hmm. Mr. K, is a, he is a villain in this. He is he's a quiet mystery, though, I feel like, in the second yeah. book. Yeah, like, never. You don't get a picture of him mm-hmm. or anything. You just go by the descriptions of what Phil says. Mm-hmm. Just him. the correspondences that they have. Yeah. Between... He gets flushed out in the third book, but he does play a role in the second book, just behind the scenes. No one even knows he's exist. Nobody else besides Phil basically knows that he even exists in this in this one in this book. Yeah. What about Brother Josiah and his cronies? He was crazy. Yes, <laughs> that's a good way. I don't know. I mean, for somebody that's supposed to be putting, you know, he got was, out in the country. He was just mm-hmm. he was uh, he was player. Not, yeah, he was not really a pastor. No, he went by Brother Josiah, but he was just a scam artist. Yes. And he angered people. me. Oh, he angered me because it's people like that that turn people away from God and the truth of God because he's putting on these elaborate shows and he's stealing basically stealing, stealing their, their money, money yeah and saying oh look at these miracles i'm performing la 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 but then you also have to remember the bible says there will be many false prophets that come before you yeah. <laughs> and you have to be wise but i was like and he was 
very evil behind the scenes evil yeah i wasn't expecting oh. all that at the end they they know my secret shoot them they know my secret shoot them i'm like <laughs> oh my goodness like yeah. crazy that's why i said crazy i know <laughs> <laughs> and it did it also just surprise you too i know phil was trying to turn people towards or against pastor coleman but didn't it surprise you that the whole town was ready to just embrace brother josiah and get rid of pastor coleman and his wife yes i feel like they were split half and half but then when the new one came into town i think everybody just wanted to jump on the the new wagon or whatever Mm -hmm. to see what the fuss was all about yeah i thought it was very white even though it was heartbreaking to see them leave right during that scene that um, for that week week, yeah Yeah. they knew in their hearts and i think it worked to their advantage yeah they did the right thing so it's interesting i also got to thinking when i was thinking about it i'm like you see that happen even today people are flock to the newest thing or fall for the lies of whoever out there I, you just see it happen and it just floors you sometimes and i think she really spoke to current times through this story a little bit with those things so there are several supporting characters but let's focus on laura and the colmans what are your thoughts about laura and her infatuation with brandon and then her matchmaking skills <laughs> rolled my eyes at her so many times yes. <laughs> while reading it she does have this immediately i she went i don't even know why she went out did she serve brandon or something the yes. first day i feel like dorothy went out first but then laura took the meal uh, yes you're right so then she comes back in the kitchen i found the man i'm gonna marry <laughs> Which she'd done before, too. So many times. Yes, because she was out east, right? Yes. For schooling. And she would always send a letter to Dorothy saying, oh, I met this man. We're going to get married. And then it's, oh, now he has this and this and this wrong with him. And then it's on to the next. Yes. And I think she did it with Wyatt, too. And yes. Kay- was it Caleb or Sam? With Wyatt, she went. I feel like, she yeah, thought she was going to marry Sam. Wyatt. Yeah, yeah. It was Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's funny. <laughs> and then she's like, hey, Brandon, Brandon's going to be mine. And he's so amazing. But you know what? That Phil guy, he'd be great for you. I'm like, he's evil. Well, not really. Like, mean, we knew that he was evil. They didn't know he was evil. <laughs> I'm like, she's terrible. She's a terrible friend. Do not take any love advice from her. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. But then let's talk. Did you have any more about Laura? Sorry. No, she would. I think she was there for your comedy relief in this one. I she, agree. You're like, oh my gosh, you just roll your eyes, bouncing around everywhere, and she so badly wanted to be married and uh, have, have kids. kids, and yet yeah, Dorothy didn't. But yet this story kept progressing with with Dorothy. Dorothy yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> she's crazy too. Uh, what were your thoughts on Pastor Coleman and his wife? I liked how his messages always spoke to. Phil, even though Phil was naughty in this book. Yes. I liked how he made it so Phil felt that. Yeah. You know? But it also resonated with the other characters, too, whatever his sermon was about. I feel like they were going through that, too. Mm-hmm. Like story. Dorothy and Brandon. Mm-hmm. It, it was, I did like how she wrote that. Phil felt like Pastor Coleman was preaching straight to him and Uh he was always trying to avoid him. And he only went to church to keep up appearances Mm because he was angry 
with God. And you'll find out why, where his, why his anger is there. But then at the same time, you get to see Brandon and Dorothy's reaction to the pastor's sermon. And they also felt like he was talking right to them. And so it's amazing how that can happen. But it's, we all have those things that we deal with. And sometimes they, this one message can cover yeah. it all. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm going to ask her, Amanda, about this section on page 217. It's like the third paragraph down. It says, Dorothy's eyes reflected her worries. I keep remembering a verse from the Bible. I think it's in the third chapter of Mark where Jesus says that if a kingdom is divided against itself, it cannot stand. Mesquite Springs isn't a kingdom, but I'm afraid this division will destroy it. Did anything pop out to you when you read that? I mean, I thought of current times with that. Okay. <laughs> so did I. Okay. So, so I did I. Current times, how everything, everything seems so divided right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into politics. Oh, yeah. Anything, I don't want to get into it either. But I thought she wrote addressing through the story. Mm-hmm. I felt like she might be. I don't know. I, do you feel like she might have slipped it in there as a subtle message to her readers? It could be could be uh i will ask her that because i'm very curious yeah if that's was her intention because but it also helped me think oh wow this might have been how people felt during the civil war during that time because that was huge unrest and we had brothers fighting brothers over that which i feel like current times really reflect that as well in some cases but unfortunately yeah did you cry on page 317 i'm gonna read it to remind you because i know you read on the on your Kindle, so it might come up different than the actual book. It says, she reached for the dying man's hand, wanting to give him a measure of comfort. No matter what he'd done, no matter how much damage he inflicted, he deserved her forgiveness. But before Dorothy could respond, Brandon did. Yes, Phil, I forgive you. So do I. Phil's hand was limp against hers, his strength so eroded he could not return Dorothy's gentle pressure. Have you asked God's, for God's forgiveness? Yes, no answer. Phil's voice was weaker now, each word seeming to leech more energy from him. Ask again. Brandon took the man's other hand. Ask him now. For a moment, Phil said nothing, and his breathing grew grew shallower, the intervals between each breath longer. Then he spoke his words so faint, Dorothy could barely hear them. Father, forgive me. Phil closed his eyes. His face was so contorted with pain that Dorothy knew the end was imminent. When his eyelids flew open, he smiled, a smile filled with peace and joy, a smile that told Dorothy Phil's prayer had been answered. A second later, the smile faded, and the light in his eyes was extinguished. He met his Savior, Brandon said, his words breaking the silence. As tears streamed down her cheeks, Dorothy nodded. We'll never know why he did what he did, but I believe that beneath it all, he was a good man who took the wrong path. Now he's reached the end and the beginning. So I cried when I read that and you will find out why he did what he did. Yes. Later, which we are not going to reveal that. (laughs) But it was a a touching. Yes. Did you like that character change? I did. I was glad he found that at the end. At the end. Yes. Yes. I wish he would have found it sooner, but it was, it was good to know that he found it before he passed. So, yes. I loved it. I knew when she said, I smiled at his face. I'm like, oh, good, he found him. <laughs> like, you see it coming. Yes. But I literally am like crying while I was reading it the first time. I'm like, it's so sweet. I know. You had messaged me like, saying, I just, 
just wait for this did i message you i feel like you messaged (laughs) and i'm like get to my because my pages are different i'm like i wonder which part and then i got to that i'm like oh that was the part that's the part yeah (laughs) yeah i know reading on that because i also read on the kindle too so it does the pages are not the same okay i had one more little chunk that i really liked that Brandon frowned as his stomach growled, sure evidence that it was even later than he'd realized. He'd hoped to see Dorothy this morning, but she hadn't come to the office and he hadn't had a free moment. Within minutes, the papers, I'm sorry, within minutes of the papers being delivered, people had begun to crowd the front room. Everyone, it seemed, had an opinion about Brother Josiah. Some claimed they never trusted him. Others admitted they'd been hoodwinked. All complimented Brandon on exposing the truth. So how often have you seen this happen where people were all about this one thing or one person? Then when they find out that it was a scam, you get really one of two reactions, don't you? Yeah. I think it's hard. It it again goes to today's culture and the cancer culture and, you know, things like that. I felt like she was so addressing things of current times through this book. Yeah, I feel that too. She just, it, it just made me, how people have always, I think people have always been this way. Yeah. They're always, what's the next big thing? Oh, who next big, even, you know, in Jesus's time. Yeah. You know, yeah. People follow him or there be at the false prophets and you just keep, they want to follow whoever's yeah. the biggest and the best right now. Right. And then when they find out it was a scam, they're like, oh, I really know. They either deny yes. it or they're humble enough to say, wow, I messed up. Yeah. And, it's people don't change do they no it's the same thing just repeat repeat was there any other thoughts you had or parts of the book that you would like to discuss or that you felt like we missed no i just thought i thought it was the how yeah dorothy's story and i liked how she in all of the books i feel like she let the characters find love and mm-hmm. live out their passion so yes like she really wanted to be a writer and she knew that but she felt like being married and having kids or family she was gonna get she'd have to choose to, yeah choose yeah. between them and not be able to do what her passion is and i feel like in the first book you see avalon get to be you know have a restaurant still mm-hmm. and her family and in this book dorothy and her writing and right she found somebody that complimented that in her so mm-hmm. i liked how she did that in her in the series yeah when you meet the right person you can have it all yes i, I feel liked like that yes they, you should compliment each other mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i know back then things were different it was not common for a woman to work especially after once you get married you're done your role is to take (laughs) care of your husband and your children in the house and but these she she allowed them to have both which was awesome so how would you rate this book using our three lassos i'm gonna go three lassos again (laughs) (laughs) i I, I did too (laughs) yeah i just thought the characters and then the mystery i'm i am a fan of mystery books too Not the really, like, intense mystery. I read, like, a John Grisham book one time. Yeah. It was... I shouldn't have read it. I like subtle mystery. I like, yeah. Suspenseful, psychological thriller mysteries. I don't like those. Here's the thing. I read it when I was just out of high school, and I was working second shift at the hotel as the receptionist. Oh, no. So it was dark (laughs) outside, 
I think it was like the client or something like that. And I'm like, oh my word, why am I reading this book? They <laughs> can't even do scary movies anymore. I know. Like, real life is scary enough. We don't need to watch it. It is. I said, I already know there's horrible things happening in this world. I don't need to visually no, see it. If I want to escape, I want to, you know, have something happy this, and loving. Yes. So I try to explain to my husband and the yeah. kids. So I'm like, I want something lovey like, i don't want intense no i'm like i'm like, like i like do the, like the action and adventure but not the intense just like the fluffy <laughs> i don't want to say fluffy but you know <laughs> i like, like damsel too. in distress <laughs> yeah, and here I comes like the sweet innocent stuff you know yeah thanks i like that too and so. she's so good at writing this yes i really and then the characters are so powerful i they really pull the story together so i think she does a great job so i give it three lassos too <laughs> thank you for listening to our discussion of book two of the mesquite spring series dreams rekindled by amanda cabot stay tuned for next week's episode as we discuss the third and final book in the series a spark of love if you would like to ask our guest authors questions and be mentioned in the show then consider becoming a patron you can find out more information at literaryscape.com in the meantime, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to like and subscribe the show. Until next time, blessed and happy reading.